This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. I'm ready for the Word tonight. Well... We are on take number four, trying to finish the message on Psalms 27, based out of our light series, that's the light, it's called Step Into the Light. We've been studying about how God's presence is going to bring us into the light. Praise God. Father, thank you for this evening. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your power. I thank you for your anointing. Lord, my inabilities are screaming at me, but your abilities are greater than my inabilities. I pray, Lord, for uh, your strength, for the fire of your Holy Spirit to just ignite in everyone's mind that's in this room. Father, I thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen and amen. Psalms chapter 27, we've read this the last few weeks together. Again, this was supposed to be a one-week sermon. This is now take four. The Lord is my... I feel take five coming on. <laughs> the Lord is my life. and my Sorry. whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? I think somebody needs to memorize that passage. Let's say it together again. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid of? Come on. Amen. You see, when the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Let me just stop and tell you, if you saw a person right there, you need to, you need to back up and realize your fight is not against flesh and blood, but against the powers of darkness and the rulers in high places. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. I think that verse is so imperative because this year we're praying blessings upon our family. Remember this? Blessings upon our what? Family. Blessings upon our finances. I'm praying this every day. And I'm telling you, I'm seeing these things come into action. Blessings on our family. Blessings on our finances. Blessings that God will heal our relationships. Sometimes he's got to rip the scab off before he can heal it. Come on. Blessings on our emotions. He said that the righteous people will fear no bad news. The devil has yanked you around long enough. Number five, blessings on your calling. That's right. Your calling. Because when the other four started getting into place, it gives room for the call of God to burst out of your life. I feel what I'm saying to you today. So, though an army besieged me, that's what, that's, we're talking about your emotions. This one thing, the one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek most is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Delighting in the Lord's perfections, and meditating in his temple. Somebody said, I have not done so. I'm not talking about what you did. I'm talking about what you're going to do. Come on now. Amen. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent. And he will set me 
high upon a rock. And then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call. Lord, be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Mm. Seek his face. Can you hear the Holy Spirit? Seek his face. Your face I will seek, O God. Seek his face. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me. God, I feel a connection in the heavenlies with this passage tonight. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Come on now. Teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes. For false witnesses rise up against me. Come on now. I feel this. Spouting malicious accusations. I remain confident of this. I will. Somebody needs to help me on this one. I I said, I will. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I'm not just waiting to heaven to live under his purposes. I will see the goodness of the Lord. I shall see revival. I shall see a move of God in the land of the living. Amen. Can anybody give God the glory he deserves tonight? Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart. I thought I was preaching. We're just reading the verse. (laughs) And wait for the Lord. I think sometimes that's the hardest part, is waiting for the Lord. Now, we've talked about a lot over the last few weeks, and I I may have to rehearse some of that to you tonight to get to where we need to go, but I want to point out verses 2 and 3 very specifically. It says, when evil people come to devour me, my enemies and foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though a mighty army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. Even if I am attacked, I will remain confident. We talked briefly last week about the fact that this Psalms is written in the midst of darkness. Can I stop for a moment and tell you that your greatest revelations often come in the darkest days of your life? The greatest moves of God, the things that are going to mark you, don't always come to us when we're looking over the beauty from the mountaintop, but they come to us when we're climbing up through the mountains, uh, when we, when we can't see the next level, we can't see the next place, we can't, we can't see that next move. I'll, I'll never forget I was on the top of a mountain in, in, uh, 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 oh, I was somewhere in Durango, Mexico, and I was in Durango, Mexico, and, and, and everybody was having fun, and, and I reached down and I scooped up a rock, I was just gonna, you know, skip it off the edge of the mountain, and they were all listening and it took like boom and it's amazing height that we were at and I grabbed the rock up and I'm just having fun I'm sitting there holding that that rock in my hand and all everybody around me has got the weirdest look on their face I'm like well you're doing it too can I not do it and they said look down and it had a scorpion come on now (laughs) and I realized at that moment that, listen, this is for somebody. I was about to be attacked, 
even when I didn't know it. And I understood that God sent people into my life to speak wisdom to me in that moment. And I'll never forget, and when I'm in the desert now, I don't pick up a rock without looking. Come on, amen. But it's because I learned something in a scary moment. This thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek most is to live in the house of the Lord in the days of my life. Light, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his temples, what the scripture is teaching us. But what I want you to see here is this. It's so, so important that there's a passage that said, though my father and my mother, that they uh, abandon me or that they leave me. And, and really what he's saying here, he's not saying that his, his mom and dad said, no, 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 we don't want anything to do with you anymore, even though I, that happens in life. But what he's saying is, he says, death took away the people I depended on. Death took away my, my, my rock, my, my sure place. He said, the, the things I had built my life on suddenly were torn away from me by death. Things happened that caused legitimate fears to come into my life. And he began to talk about the struggle that he's going through, the dark days he's going through. He's just lost these loved ones. He's looking out and, and he sees campfires all around the valley of people who are chasing him to kill him. How many of you would like that? How many of you would like to live in such a way that you know that are people literally just waiting, just waiting for you to slip up so they can take your life? And he's watching. And his fear is real. Now, this is what I'm about to tell you. We're going to deal with the fear in a moment, but I feel this of the Holy Spirit. His fear is real. What he's going through is real. He's struggling in a dark moment. But it was in that dark moment that he said, look, I can't control any of this, but the thing that I want more than anything is to get in the presence of the living God and live there forever. Most of us can't find the peace of God. Listen, I'm preaching where somebody's living because we're too busy giving God a grocery list of what we want our lives to look like. When my kids do this, when my spouse does this, when my book bank account looks like this, when this is restored to me like this, then I'll be confident and then I'll be happy and then, then God, I'll give you praise. But David is looking at the darkest days of his life. He can't run home and let daddy tell him anymore. He doesn't have mama's comfort food anymore and mama's pad of love. He doesn't have those things and he's looking around and everybody's watching for him to fall and he sits down and he says, in the middle of all of this darkness, What I want more than anything is a move of God in my life that can only be found when I dwell in the Lord's house. I feel what I'm saying to you tonight. You wished that everything were different. You wished the darkness would give way. And you're saying, Lord, please don't turn me over to the desires of my foes. For false witnesses, they rise up against me. People, they say, they say lies about me. There are things that are, that are being thrown my direction. And God, I, I just, I, I don't understand why I have to go through these things. But in the same right, what we find here is a man who's laid out a path before us, who God said would be a heart after his heart, who he learned how to get along with God, and he 
had seen lions and foes and bears and, and giants and he'd seen struggles of the past and he'd fled for his life many, many times. And he said, what I have found is even when there's giants in the land, my goodness, I feel what I'm about to say. Even when there's, there's bears in the land, even when there's lions prowling around my camp, I do not have to be afraid because I know that El Shaddai is in the middle of my camp. The glory of the Lord is all around me. So what you need is a move of God. God, move for me. And God says, here I am, move toward me. You know what I found? Pastor Pete, I found this. Every step I make toward him, he makes a lot more toward me. You're going, God, when are you going to embrace me? And God says, start walking my direction. Have you ever been there like that? You know, you, you're trying to greet somebody like a child. You're trying to greet them, uh, you know, indis- you discreetly. And maybe you got like a, you know, a little, little something. You didn't know there were going to be other kids there. And you're, you're coming in and, and, and you're coming toward them. And, 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 and you kind of got it hidden like this. And the next thing you know, they start screaming, ah, hey, hey, hey. And every kid's there and you're like putting that in your pocket, you know. Chocolate's melting all down your leg. Come on, amen. Why? Because you don't want every kid, you didn't bring enough for everybody, you didn't know they were going to be there. But that's the kind of the way it is with the Lord. We go in, we're like, Lord, I just, Lord, I I just need to know that you love me. And God says, I've been waiting, I've been waiting, I've been waiting. Look, look. Oh, Pastor Don, you're exaggerating that. No. He gave a picture of that. He said that the father sat looking off into the distance. And when he saw his son coming home, that he leapt and he ran to him and he grabbed him and he... and he threw his arms around him and embraced him and he called out to everybody look my boy has come home can I tell you tonight that am I making sense to anybody tonight can I tell you that God is waiting for somebody who gets so hungry for God that they start running toward him so he can say look 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 my children have come home why don't we celebrate why don't we have why don't we have a party together why don't I I want to show up and show out in there I wish somebody let that kind of God know how good how faithful has he ever been there for you in your dark hours has he ever been there in the middle of your storms I'll preach my sermon in a minute. You see, fear is a reality. But presence is greater than fear. I'm going to get, I'm getting ahead of myself, but listen to me. You see, there are, we talked about this in the last few, illegitimate fears, the things that go bump in the night that you cannot see. And there are legitimate fears. Don't you ever come to God's house and feel like you're somehow a second-rate citizen because you have a diagnosis or you're scared of something you're about to face? Fear can be legitimate. But then you have to understand that David's teaching us something. And I gave you this a few weeks ago because I jumped ahead and said, let me just give you this before the service is over. But this is where it would have come into the message. Faith lives in the neighborhood of fear. Faith is just living close. See, when I'm, when I'm confident, I don't need faith. But when I'm afraid, faith is knocking at my door saying, let me in. God's, God's trying to rescue somebody. You felt abandoned and forsaken. I feel the Holy Spirit, what I'm saying to you tonight. 
you feel like you've been under a darkness. I'm not preaching now, I'm, I'm prophesying. There's a darkness that has come upon your mind. There's a darkness that has come over your life. There's a presence of God that you're missing. And God is trying to break through to you tonight. And you fear that you've blown it. But faith lives in the neighborhood of fear. If you will but call on the name of the Lord, he will answer you. Guys, we all face giants. I'm not here to say that you don't have a big adversary. I'm not trying to tell you that you don't have problems. I'm not trying to tell you that you don't have challenges. I I hate when people say, well, that ain't nothing. Let me tell you what I'm going through. You know what? What you're going through is what you're going through. Everybody goes through something. It's how you handle it that makes the difference. But when you're going through it, it doesn't make you fun. You know, I, I shared somebody something recently that I was going through, and they said, they said, well, Pastor, let me tell you what this other pastor's going through. And I said, ooh, I'd rather be going through what I'm going through than what they're going through. There's always something worse, but it didn't still change the fact I was going through something. This is what I'm about to tell you. You need, you need to realize this. If you could get this, What did A.W. Tozer say? A.W. Tozer said, your problem is you have far too great a view of your problem and far too small a view of your God. God is bigger than your problems. You see, I'm here today to say that God is bigger than your challenges. God can overcome your anxieties. He can overcome your issues. He can fill in the gaps of your lack. And it is not the lack of an adversary, but listen to what I'm about to say. But it is the presence of a king that gives us confidence. Most of us, when we're not fighting a battle, we're thinking, okay, don't rock the boat. Have you ever been there? I'll never forget several years ago, Christina and I, the Lord spoke to my heart and she followed along and I didn't even ask her to follow along. She came along in the process and... And the Lord said to me, he said, and, and, and there was a point in time in, in, our, in our ministry that literally the, the biggest portion of my uh, our income came from outside of the ministry of the house here at War Hill. And, and, and it was, uh, God said, I want everything outside of your pastoral salary this year to give to missions. You know what I said? Lord, I, I thank you that's not you. <laughs> It was him. And so, I'm telling you, I'd love to tell you that was the most blessed year we've ever had. But I fought all year long. Every opportunity, I gave it to missions. Then I realized she was given, people just randomly call her. It was a long time ago. They'd say babysit for us and she'd give it to missions. Whatever little thing we were doing, we were giving it to missions. Just giving it, spreading the gospel around the world. See, you, you can't lead a missions movement if you've not sowed into missions. Somebody needs to get that. And so I, I'll never forget that December 31st. I, I said, oh, thank you, God, that year is over. And the Lord began something in January that blew my mind. I have never heard anything like it. 
an anointing came on our life, and, and we—I'm not—we don't necessarily—we have it was that was for a season. I don't feel like I'm saying I have this anointing. It came on my life and her life for a season, and it, I know this kind of sounds crazy, but we, there was a jewelry anointing. Crazy, right? We'd go preach somewhere, people would get up, leave the church without us saying one word, go to a jewelry store, get jewelry, and come back and put it on my children, put it on my wife, put it on me. I don't know how many thousands of dollars worth of watches they just came and just put on my arm that year. I mean, it was just, I mean, I just, I was like, which one am I going to wear? People bringing in, I mean, so many pearls. My children played with them. They were coming out, out of the woodwork. And I remember blessings began to just flow into our house because, because of that. And, and thank God that that happened because when 2008 crisis happened, we sold all that jewelry. Come on now, amen. But, but when that happened, this favor was coming. And it got to where it was, it was so amazing that it blew my mind. I don't know who this is for, but listen, I, I, I said all this for this. It's like I was afraid to move because I didn't want to mess up what God was doing. Because I didn't want the jewelry anointing to lift. But it lifted. And it was for a season. It was for a moment. We'd sowed, we'd harvested, and we reaped during a financial crisis. But I remember what God taught me in that moment that, listen to what I'm about to tell you. This is why you needed to hear this. It was not what I was doing then that was bringing the harvest. It's what I had already done that brought the harvest. Somebody needs to get what I'm saying to you right now. Because what I'm telling you is If you'll stop living in fear and letting it keep you from the presence of God and start living under the shadow of the Almighty and dwelling in the house of the living God and in the presence of God, what's going to happen for your life is you sow in the season. And when the adversary is coming around, you don't have to worry about, well, I'm not fighting a battle right now because the battle's going to find you. But it's what you sowed when you didn't have to sow that's going to bring the harvest when you need it most. It's going to come into your life. The harvest then is going to be reaped in the time so that when the enemy shows up and you're not worried about about this, what you've realized is when I honor God, his capability comes in. See, he's not limited by ability, but it's God's capability that we're looking at. God's capability began to move for our lives and God radically changed our financial situation situation in that period during a tough time in our nation. Why? Because what we had sowed in that season reaped for another season that carried us through another season. It may not look like it's measuring up now, but you stay faithful through the things of God. You stay in the house of God. You serve God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your might. And when the devil comes knocking, the presence of what you've sown will rise up inside of you in a harvest to reap in that hour. Amen. Am I making sense to anybody tonight? 
My line says, don't be dominated by fear. Fear can exist and fear can remain. But God wants to elevate you above fear. I say step into the light because light exposes fake fears. It helps us. This is important. It helps us name them. People say, I'm not going to claim that, brother. I mean, I don't know how many people walked up to me and went, I mean, they got snot running out of their faces. I'm, I'm not thick. <laughs> I look at them, I say, yes, you are. <laughs> I say, what you say is when, the, when a bad day comes to you, you name it. And then you begin to confess that his name is the name above every name. And that at the name of Jesus, all authority shall be found. Come on now. And shall be subjugated under it. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? You see, I name it. I expose it. And when I name it and expose it, God's capability helps me delete it and release it. But what if the light comes on and whatever that fear is becomes a reality and you see it as a legitimate fear in front of you? It's something real. It's not just bumping the night. Now it's bumping the road. I don't know if that'll preach right there. I just felt that in my heart. Listen to me. Here's what you do. You don't focus on bumping the road. You refocus on the one you found in his presence. And you focus on the Father. You put your focus on the Father. Fears can remain. But when we focus on the Father, we start realizing that that fear does not even begin to compare to the Father. That is, it's not a legitimate fear, even though it's a legitimate problem. It's not a legitimate fear because the Father I have faith in has told me that He is greater than every fear that I have. Am I making sense tonight? Say amen and I'll hurry up and preach a little little fast. Come on, amen? Amen. All right, thank you. So when he is within our souls, when we spent time dwelling in the house of the Lord, the thing I seek most is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his temple. See, it doesn't say I just go to God's house. It says I get in there and I learn how good he is and I think about what he's done in his house. When's the last time you sit down and rehearsed how good God's been to you? You know what I just felt with the pastor come on me there for a minute. When's the last time you rehearsed what you're going through? So when's the last time you rehearsed what God's done for you? What would happen if every time the enemy started fighting you, you started rehearsing what God has done for you? It's the most practical illustration I know, but it happened in my life. There's a, there's a red light at 453 that before they made that, whatever that thing is they created down there. <laughs> that, that red light was a seed of Satan himself in my life. I'm telling you, I could be coming. There'd be four cars in front of me, and on the third car, it wouldn't even go yellow. It'd go red. People were with me are like, what, is there something on your car? Red. 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 Brandon, about the time I was two, three years into that red light, 
I was screaming every morning. Why me? And it's only three miles from there to here. So I'm still, my blood pressure's still up when I pull in here going, why me? One day I made up my mind. I said, you're not selling my joy anymore. And I made up my mind. And every time that light turned red, I'd be like, hallelujah. Oh, the Lord. I'd put Tommy Bates on. Loud as I could put him on, one of my favorite singers. And I, I'd, hallelujah. I'd go to shouting. And in Psalms 3 start playing. Come on now. And I'd go to shouting. And, and man, I'm going to tell you, if I am lying, this is the last time I'll stand right here. I'm about to go to glory. Why? Because it was like a miracle happened. It was like every time I created a praise zone up there in that devil's field environment. Come on now. All of a sudden, that devil said, mm, we don't want him stopping here. And the light would hold and wait for me to come through. Can I tell you something? That may seem silly, but it really happened in my life. God's looking for somebody who will stop letting the enemy have the victory when you hit the mo- that mountain or when you hit the molehill or whatever it is you're hitting and who will plant their feet and lift their voice and declare that the Lord is good. Let me tell you how good he's been to me. Let me tell you about the miracles he's done. Let me tell you that he saved my soul. He said, I once was blind, but now I... See, I was lost, but now I'm... Oh, y'all understand what I'm talking about. Whoo, I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm going to hurry up to close on this in just a minute. But I'm going to... I don't know if I'm going to go take five. All right. Come on, play something before I preach all night. Can I tell you what one problem that many believers have is? They don't... They don't get into the Father's house and find private confidence so they can't exhibit public confidence. Public confidence only comes because of private communion with God. David knew what it was like to wait on the Lord. He knew what it was like to get in the presence of the Lord. Fear often takes deep root when we get distracted from the Lord. Worry comes, I shared this with you because I wanted to share that word with you last week, but, but let me explain to you where it came into now. Worry comes from an old English term, wirgen, uh, that, that, that means to choke or to strangle, okay? To choke or to strangle. That's one of the last slides I'm going to give you tonight, but, uh, uh, I want you to just to see that, that as that worry's coming on you, what it's trying to do is take your breath, Because if you can find your breath, you can apply your breath to his praise. Fear tries to strangle your mind. It tries to strangle your breath. If it can get you worried, weird again. Come on now. Somebody said, how you feeling? He said, I'm a little weird. I'm a little worried. It'll take away your joy. But I can tell you there's one thing I found when I go to worship. Before I begin, I go. I breathe. I have to let it all go. Because worship only flows when you let it flow through you. So we 
look at what fear's doing to us when we make up our mind. I can dwell under the fears of this world, or I can dwell in the presence of the Lord. And His change will bring peace into my life. Pastor, how can you go some of the places you go? Because I know who holds my tomorrow. How can you walk in some of the situations you walk? Because I know who brought me through before. I wish that I could defeat winter again completely. But faith is working in me just like it must work in you. The scripture that I've been sharing with you for the last two weeks is actually a call to faith. A call to put your trust in the living God, the Christ. That when burdens try to overtake you, God says to you, come into my house dwell in my presence and I will make you stronger than whatever comes against you. Stand with me tonight if you would. place. Father, thank you for the fire of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Come on, I want you just to just begin to thank him for what God's been trying to speak into your life, because as you're doing that, I, I just feel that tonight uh, that this is a word from him, that there's a word that I gave you earlier that said the darkness that's tried to overtake some of you can be broken off of you by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Listen, we got a few minutes. We got a few minutes. Who needs to come forward? Does anybody need to come forward right now and say, I'm taking a step forward. I'm, I'm leaving worry behind. I'm leaving fear behind. I, I, I'm going to step out in faith. Is there, any, is there somebody right now that needs to just step toward this altar and start start coming? Is there, is there somebody waiting for you? All right. A lot of you shaking your heads at me, but you're not walking. Come on. Who'll join with these? Who'll join with these? Is there another? This is your moment. This is your moment. Your moment to seek the face of the Lord. Your moment to seek the presence of the living God. Come on, I want some prayer workers to begin to come to those that are gathering in this place. You can't carry this burden, but God can. You can't fix this problem, but God can. Holy Ghost, some of you are like, Pastor Don, you're giving an altar call. Look, we've got plenty of time. I was finishing about 15 minutes early. There's plenty of time. The, the classes are still going. But if you, if you, something's been holding on to you, it needs to let you go now with every step. Just do what that, that passage, I mean, that word of, of, of prophecy just said to us. Stoke that fire. Fuel that fire. Shh. He 
He's taking it off. I need a couple more prayer warriors up here. People are coming. People are coming. Oh, God, it's coming up and pray over here in the name of Jesus. Some more over here. Man, I feel the Holy Spirit. I feel the Holy Spirit. Somebody said, Pastor, I don't know if I, 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 I don't know if I'm qualified to pray with people. If you feel it tonight, this is your chance. I'm, I'm, I'm open to come, come pray behind somebody. Just lay your hands on them and pray for them. Just, 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 just be right behind them right now by the power of the Holy Spirit. Living God. Everything. I feel like some of you, some of you, there's a war going on in you, and I really feel like I'm warring for a couple of you tonight because you feel so unworthy. You feel so forsaken and so forgotten, and you've actually slipped into that, that place where you say, I've been forsaken by this one or that one, and, and you slipped into that place, and, and tonight God's been literally throwing you a lifeline. He's throwing you a lifeline. I feel like I'm battling for somebody tonight. I'm battling all night. Come on, prayer warriors, thank you. Thank you, more prayer warriors, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, in the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost, living God. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Oh, the Lord is God. You don't need me to pray for people. You pray for them. You pray for them. Pastors, begin to pray. Let those people behind them begin to pray. Come on. Pray. Declare them. Declare them. Declare them. Declare them. Lord is God. Lord is faithful. His mercy endures forever. He's calling you. He's calling me. I literally feel that still. I feel like there's some men in this place. Literally, that God's throwing you a lifeline today. He's throwing you a lifeline. You're not going under. You're coming over. His desire for you. It, the world has convinced you. It has crushed you. It has crushed your hope. It has crushed your marriage. It has crushed your, your joy. But listen, God's trying to pull you out from that. Pastor Don, you just want people to know. Lord shifted this into the service, not me. I just feel that, that desire to keep warring. Keep warring for you just a moment, Lord goodness. If you feel the need to pray for somebody in your spirit, you just start praying for them in your spirit. So Lord, bring somebody to your name. You start, I mean, name to your mind. You start praying. You start, you start lifting them up. You start, you don't know what people are going through. You don't know the hell that people have to live through. You don't know what people have to go through to get in the presence of God sometimes. But, but, but God's moving. The whole spirit of the most high God. Faithful King, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, you are the refuge. You are the one, the lifter of their head. Lord, you are that ever-present help in the day of trouble. You are, Lord, they're, they're running under the shadow of the Almighty, Lord, right now. Hallelujah, the Lord who is present, El Shaddai, the Lord who is faithful, the Lord who is good. The Lord, my goodness, I feel you, Holy Ghost of the living God. Spirit of the Most High God. Spirit of the Lord. My God, my God, my God. I declare there's some things that have been binding for many seasons, loosening off of them in the name of Jesus. Loosening off of them in the name of Jesus. By the power of the Holy Spirit. The victory of Christ.
I thank you for what you're doing in this house. Lord, I ask you, let your spirit tear down every wall that's that's been erected by the enemy of despair and darkness and anxiety and fear. Father, I speak this by faith. Faith in the risen Son of God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I want you to give the Lord praise tonight. today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at Warhill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 815, 930, and 11 a.m., where you will find real love now.